0: Hello and welcome to the football betting podcast. We're back for a World Cup special edition. I'm your host as ever, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined by my co-host Tom Walker.
1: Привет, comrade. How are we? <laughs> Thanks for joining the show. Welcome to the World Cup special.
0: <laughs> oh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. It's been what about six weeks off, something like that. But um... yeah. yeah, somewhere like that.
1: Yeah. So good to be coming back, and the best best. Tournament in the world, in any sport, and I I just can't wait for it to start.
0: The first ever international tournament version of the Football Betting Podcast.
1: Making new strides every year. Every year.
0: We'll start off right at the top. So we're going to talk about who we think is going to win the World Cup England. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're going to have a look at the top goal scorer. Um, Tom, I know you've got a couple of. Other bets that you want to give to the profit chasers. Then we're going to go through the group stage, group by group, and uh, pick out our best odds from each of the groups. Take it away, Tom, World Cup winner. Who's it going to be?
1: Brazil, four to one. For me, I think um, when you have a look at their attacking three. Yeah. So they just finished their last friendly against Austria, one three nil. Coutinho, Neymar, Gabriel Jesus with the goals. They've got pl- players like Willian, Firmino, who are going to be you know, bit part bench players. Um, yeah. And when you look through the spine of their team as well, and the way that, uh, the, that they play, there's a sense of solidity. Players like David Luiz, not in there anymore. Uh, Paulinho, not everyone's cup of tea. But he's in there to do donkey work. There just seems to be a little bit more of a solid base for Brazil. Absolutely. And for me, they're favourites for a reason.
0: Yeah. bit boring, isn't it? Because I agree with you.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I wish... You know, honor- there's honourable mentions, aren't there? Absolutely. Germany, Spain, um, France.
0: I think the problem's for me. Germany... Definitely don't worry me as much as they did when they won the World Cup in Rio four years ago. I think they definitely were stronger then than they are now. France, great individuals, great team on paper. Um, Defensively, I'm not so sure about them. Um, A few suspect players in defence. Umtiti and Varane, decent centre-backs. But beyond that, um, Spain, I think, are a great team. I think they'll do well. For me, I've got a Spain-Brazil final.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like Spain. What I would say is Spain down the years, they they have relied on midfielders a lot to chip in. You know, they played the false nine thing. Mm. You know, infamously, they played Fabregas up front. But, you know, eventually they need a striker. Torres um, was their main man, you know, from 2008 to 12 or whatever it yeah. was, were those uh, yeah. three tournaments they won. But now they're looking at an agent, Diego Costa, Rodrigo. Yes, and Wonders fans, that is the guy that was on loan at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Iago Aspas, who has had a great domestic season. Well, is he world-class? No. No, no, no. let's not get carried away. So I, I think know. Spain are phenomenal Apart from where it really, really matters.
0: Yeah, I, I think this is a similar situation with Germany as well this season. To be honest, um, it seems like years since Germany have had a real prolific, world class, out and out striker. A lot of the time, Thomas Muller's been playing up front, and he's definitely not an out and out striker, even though he has performed really well at last past tournaments. Um, I think this year, Timo Werner up top. You know, yeah, good, I mean, prospect, he started got but... that.
1: Started the last friendly against Saudi Arabia. I think yeah. everyone expects Werner to uh, to start. I know you can't read too much into it, but he has been given the number nine shirt. Yeah. So, he's the light squad number. So, I think he'll start.
0: Yeah. Um, Argentina, don't rate him aside from the forward line. No. <laughs> no.
1: No, nowhere near. Absolutely nowhere near. The, I love Messi so much and I really, really if England don't win it, which I don't think they will, obviously, um, I want Argentina to win it for Messi. Mm. But it just won't happen. They're just not good enough.
0: No, I agree. Same with Portugal. Um, again, relying way too much on Ronaldo. I don't think they won the Euros obviously last time, but this is a completely different kettle of fish now. Um, Ronaldo's two years older, and uh, they—I don't think they've got the quality at all in their squad to get to the latter stages.
1: I think after that, I'm looking at, there's a couple of tiers. So I think we've just gone through Brazil, Germany, Spain, France. I think those four are your heavyweights. I'd be very surprised if the winner came from anyone other than those four. Then you're looking at the next tier down, Argentina, Portugal, England, Belgium. After that, then you go into the third tier. Countries like Uruguay, Colombia, mm. Croatia, and then it gets to the people that are just
0: happy, no to, get to, yeah.
1: you know, happy to get to the quarter-final or yeah. round yeah. 16 or whatever.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, Brazil to win that, who do you think then is going to be top goal scorer at the tournament? Or have you got a few who you think are decent ones to keep an eye out for?
1: Yeah, I've got a um, a few that I think are going to be to keep an eye on. Um so first of all, I'll just go through the players that I think these are people I think you should keep an eye on. So first of all, so you talk about Thomas Muller, he did win the Golden Boot in 2010. Granted, eight years ago, but he was very young then. Even when he did that, yeah, um, he's 33 to one, which is a huge price. Mm. If you ask me, huge price. Yeah. Um, so I like the look of that. Uh, Antoine Griezmann. Although I do think France will play Giroud as their main striker, I think Griezmann will just slot in behind him as kind of like a shadow striker. He's twelve to one. That's quite nice. Uh, Gabriel Jesus, who is going to be, you know, the central of the Coutinho, Jesus, Neymar front three. He's sixteen to one. However. I have just mentioned the person that I do think is going to win it, and that is Neymar. 10-1, to one, as long as he's fit enough. He scored in that friendly against Austria, as I mentioned. That actually moved him to the third top scorer in Brazil history. He's now only behind the original Ronaldo and Pele. Mm. Wow. I don't think you can look past that kind of figure, you know, at his stage in his career, um, you know, what is he? I think he's 26, 25. So, yeah. for me, you can't look past him. Uh,
0: no, great shout, Neymar. I actually think Jesus, I think he's a better chance of getting top goal scorer than Neymar. Jesus top scored for Brazil in the qualifying, I think, eight goals, six assists, I think. And as you say, he's the central guy of that three: Neymar, Coutinho, Jesus. So I think sixteen to one for him, just because he's not a bigger, bigger name as Neymar. I certainly think he's going to get plenty of chances and get plenty of goals, as he did in qualifying. Um, other ones I'd look at: Cavani or Suarez. They're both in the market twenty-five to one. I think Uruguay are going to do quite well this tournament, um, probably quarterfinals. But I think they've got. pretty easy group we're looking at what Saudi Arabia Russia and uh, Egypt and if they get through that then they'll probably get Portugal in the uh, round of 16 but I think they could get plenty of goals in those first four matches between them Um, so either of those is decent I've actually put a bet on an outsider already and that's Isco 40 to 1 don't know what you think to that
1: He's going to be the number ten for sure. So I can see where you're coming from with that. I don't think it will happen, but <laughs> yeah, I can see. I can see the logic. Of course, I can. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the top scorers list, the favorite is Messi, and he's nine to one. So, like, this is a if you can nail the top scorer charts, you're going to rake in a good oh, amount yeah. of money. However,
0: easy.
1: Let's go back to Brazil. James Rodriguez won it. How many people would have bet on James Rodriguez then? Yeah. Right.
0: Nobody. He, he
1: would have been down in the, you know, the Isco kind of yeah. territory of 40s and 50 yeah, to 1s.
0: Yeah.
1: So, you know, he's 66 to 1 this time round. I did have to check um, if you fancy him to do it again. But, yeah, I don't, I don't personally think he will, but just in case.
0: No, um, Do you want to talk the Profit Chasers through your other bets that you've got as well?
1: Yeah, it's elimination stage. So you can choose what nation you think is going to fall at what stage. It's actually quite interesting. Mm. And I realize that you can actually get some decent prices. So the first one I'm going to go for, I think we're going to go into each nation and each group and things like that a little bit. A little bit more in depth aren't we but for me Russia I think it's a little bit of a tight price purely because they are a host nation but they're 2-1 to, to go out in the group stage I, I would like a bit more but I think that's going to happen
0: mm-hmm. I, don't,
1: I don't see them progressing from their group at all
0: um, uh, I, I've actually got them down to finish second which I'll come once. on to when we go through group A but, okay. Um, okay, I can see why. If you think it's going to happen, yeah, that is a bit of a tight price. But they aren't very good, are they?
1: No. <laughs> Terrible. Awful. Um, but, as you said, we'll get on. on to that. Two of us that are kind of picked out that I I like to look of. So, Belgium and England are basically going to be fighting it out uh, to try and avoid what is looking like. A round of sixteen fixture against Colombia, which would not be easy, and then if they got through that, then it's expected there's going to be Brazil in the quarterfinals. Mm. So I've actually wrote down both Belgium and England out in the quarterfinals. Belgium nine to four, England eleven to five, to go out in the quarterfinals, which is, in my opinion, print printing money. Yeah. I can I can see us getting through the last sixteen. You know, if we win the group the chances are we're gonna have Poland or Senegal. So that's the kind of level we're looking at, Poland or Senegal. So if we can win the group, I think, you know, we'll go out in the quarterfinals as opposed to the last sixteen, which will be great. <laughs> 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 I don't yeah. know what you think to that market and the, and those uh those odds that I've just thrown at you.
0: Yeah, um I definitely think you're right with I think England will progress to the quarter-final and I think Belgium will progress to the quarter-final. Whoever finishes first and second in the group, I think they'll both get to the quarters. But then the way I've worked it out is that you'd expect both teams to be playing one of either Brazil or Germany, um, if results go as we think they will. So I think Brazil and Germany will beat both uh, Belgium and England, whichever one each team plays. So both teams to go out in the quarter-final... I think is, is a good shout at the odds you've read out.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, just a few little extras that I uh, want to share with the profit chasers.
0: Nice. So we'll move into Group A then. We'll talk about it in a bit more detail, pick out um, our best odds from the Group A fixtures. Um, so that's the first game all the way up to the third game. So then after that, we'll go through the rest of the groups. The tournament begins this Thursday, 14th of June. Russia the hosts against Saudi Arabia. Um, Russia 2-5, to five, so they're very, very short. The draw 16-5 to five, and Saudi Arabia 15-2. to two. I know where you stand on this one, Tom. I actually think Russia will win 2-5, um, to five, but I wouldn't want to particularly bet on them at those odds because they're terrible. But I want to hear your point about why you think Russia are an absolute no-go for this game and for the tournament in general?
1: Yeah, um, so Russia at the moment are going through a little bit of a crisis. So I am, you know, I'm no, no means a, a Russian expert or anything like that on politics. I, I don't live there or anything, but I have watched a few documentaries running up to the tournament. A lot of news channels, even Vladimir Putin in, in an interview the other day, They were almost laughing at the national team. They were almost laughing at them um, that they've been struggling that much. Um, Recent friendlies have not gone down well. Um, They have drew to Turkey, lost to Austria, lost in very convincing fashion to France and Brazil, uh, lost to Mexico, lost to Portugal, um, lost to Wales, remember, lost to Slovakia, this is all recent stuff. Um, they are the lowest ranked team in the whole tournament. And they are on their worst run in history. That's even as the USSR. So right now, they could not be more rock bottom. Saudi Arabia, on the other hand, yeah, they're not going to do anything. I know that. I know they're not going to even progress in the group. But in their last couple of friendlies, they have scored... And only lost 2-1 to Germany and Italy. Italy, I understand, yeah, they're not at the World Cup. But put Russia and Italy on a pitch and I guarantee the Italians would win. And I just think Saudi Arabia are not going to be complete pushovers. I would be avoiding the whole result kind of category. Mm. And I'd be going straight down both teams to score, 11-8. to eight. That's where I will be putting my money. If it wasn't, we had this chat, didn't we, off air, uh, we said that if Russia weren't host nation, we'd be nowhere near
0: them. Yeah, no, you're right. We would be nowhere near. I think they'll win, mainly because they are the host nation. They're really going to put a shift in for the audience, for the crowd, um, because they're really going to be up for it. Saudi Arabia, as you said, a couple of decent losses um, against Italy and Germany, if you can have a decent loss. If you go a bit beyond that, though, then things start to look really flaky for me. Um, A few months ago, they lost 4-1 against Iraq. Uh, They lost 2-0 to Oman. They drew 0-0 with UAE. There's some terrible results if you go back even six months. I think Russia are going to win this first game. Um, If I had to put a score in it, I'd say 2-1. So I would agree with you both teams to score, shout. And we know historically as well that both teams do tend to score on the um, opening game of the World Cup. So, yeah, 11-8, to I'd agree with you, both teams to score. I think that's a really nice price. I'm assuming because the bookies just think Saudi Arabia are going to be complete pushovers.
1: Yeah, 100%. And you led me on nicely to some research that I did. Um, So this is, by the way, if you look at Euro, like the European Championships kind of Mm. opening days as well, this is even stronger, but I didn't want to bore everyone with, uh, with the European Championships. I just went for World Cup. <laughs> so, 2002, France 0, Senegal 1. We all remember Papaboupa Diop yeah. scoring that. France, huge favourites loss. 2006, Germany 4-2 against Costa Rica. Costa Rica pegged them back twice. Uh, Germany, in the end, ran out comfortable, but there were goals. 2010, South Africa, first tournament in Africa, huge favourites, kind of. Uh, they drew 1 1 with Mexico. And 2014, Brazil can't get any more favourite than Brazil opening game in their own World Cup. Uh, they went behind to Croatia. They ended up winning 3 1. Mm. So there is history there of the underdog, you know, at least making it difficult and yeah. being a few shocks. And I can see that happening again. and as I said, Euros. Remember, in, a couple of years ago, Romania and France. Yeah. Romania. Yeah. Romania managed to get a goal. So. Yeah. Yeah. Saudi for me.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good shout. Both teams to score eleven to eight. That's a really good price. Really, really good price. Um, we'll move on to the Friday game, the second opening game in Group A. That's Egypt against Uruguay. Egypt eleven to two. The draw thirteen to five, and Uruguay four to seven. I think Uruguay for me four to seven. Um, are going to have too much for Egypt I think for the first game at least Salah is probably going to be a bit 50-50 with his fitness, he's going to play I'm sure regardless, but I don't think he's going to be the Salah that we've seen for the earlier part of the season at least straight away
1: Yeah, I think the pressure's going to be going to be immense on him as well, isn't it? Oh, and,
0: absolutely. Uh, he's got the, literally, be... the weight of the yeah. nation is uh,
1: on yeah. Mo Salah yeah, hundred percent. And last six games, Egypt haven't actually won in their last six. Uh, that includes a draw to Greece and a draw to Kuwait. So it's hardly sparkling form. And yeah, with Cavani and um, Suarez up front, you expect Uruguay to to beat them pretty comfortably.
0: I thought four to seven is a little bit tight. I would have wanted a yes. little bit more than that. But
1: I agree. I agree. I I was a little disappointed. Yeah. I wanted more, but I think we're we're both confident, aren't we? So probably that's why it's it's yeah. tight because the bookies are confident too.
0: Um. So highlights from rounds two and three in Group A. Uh, we'll talk about the Egypt Russia game on the nineteenth of June. I really like Egypt on the double chance. Um, so Egypt to draw or to win against Russia, and that's nine to ten. But I know, Tom, you want to go one further than that, don't you?
1: Yeah, um, I've just told you that Egypt uh, haven't actually won in the last six games. <laughs> I just told you they're going to get beat by Uruguay. But I think they will actually beat Russia, I think, by game two. I've, hopefully, Salah's a little bit uh, fresher. And, yeah, I, I've already said my piece on Russia. They're three to one. Egypt
0: it's a massive price it's, it's only huge. because Russia the host. that is the only reason it's Egypt only is such reason. a big price
1: um, yeah and it's it's And you know we spoke about this how many times profit chasers that are listen to our show every week you know domestically league one league two and everything you can get big prices against favorites that are favorites for no real reason, and yeah. I feel like this is a similar story.
0: Yeah, I agree. I definitely think with the double chance at just under evens, that's a steal.
1: Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I I agree with that one, mate.
0: Um, how about this then for a price? The twenty fifth of June, Uruguay seven to five to beat Russia. Seven to five. It's a, that that is fantastic as well. That
1: that should be lumped
0: on like why would, that, why are russia favorites against uruguay what like logical footballing nation. reasons make them favorites for this match
1: they're a home nation they're a bigger country more political power and reputation <laughs> <laughs> that's, you're right that's honestly it like I, yeah. I can't explain it any other way yeah. and honestly i feel like we should lap up that price and put it on now before yeah. russia get before Russia draw one all with Saudi Arabia, yeah. get panned against Egypt and then come into this game.
0: Yeah, because that price is not going to hang around.
1: I feel, I feel like a furniture salesman. Price isn't <laughs> going to last forever, guys. Get on now.
0: <laughs> um, and one more for me on the same day Egypt to beat Saudi Arabia. That's 7 to 10. So, again, a, a nice price for Egypt there.
1: Yeah, agreed. And again, just to reiterate, we think Salah should be should be all good to go. Eventually, by the time that game comes around, yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah, Saudi Arabia are going to concede a few. So yeah. yeah,
0: Group B then. So Group B: Spain, Portugal, Morocco, and Iran. The first game in this group kicks off also on the fifteenth of June. Uh, Morocco against Iran, four o'clock. Morocco, 6-5, the draw, 19-10, and Iran, 27-10. Morocco, for me, decent price. Um, They're a decent side, actually, Morocco. So, Morocco haven't actually lost a game um, since August 2017. So, uh, yes, that's only about a year ago. But they've played, in that time, 18 games. They've probably got the most active national team I think I've ever seen. But, uh, <laughs> they're unbeaten in 18 games since August last year. Great form coming into this tournament.
1: Great form in in those games. Uh, the last six, they've managed victories over Slovakia, a decent European team. Yeah. Nigeria, they're at the World Cup. Serbia, they're at the World Cup. Mm, so. Yeah, for me, I I think Morocco. I don't I don't think it's not gonna be, you know, it's not gonna be five or six, is it? Like Iran are no, gonna they're gonna not. put up a, a bit of a fight, bit of a performance. Um but the you know I think Morocco are gonna have a little bit little bit too much for them. Um yeah. especially Hakim Zayek, I think I'm saying his yeah, name Zayek, right.
0: Zayek, yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: the I Aj- the Ajax guy. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna play in the hole, be the ten, he's gonna make things happen for them. And then they've got players like Belhanda and Buda Booz, and all these kind of players that are capable of, you know, creating something out of nothing.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I think there will be a, a deep... It's a shame for them that they're in a such a tough group with Spain and Portugal because the two European teams, everybody expects to qualify. But I think Morocco are definitely going to give a good fist of it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Me too.
0: Um, second game then, also on... So, the second game in this group is also on the 15th of June. Portugal against Spain. That's the big one. This is the first, like, real big, big game of the World Cup for me. Um, Portugal 33 to 10. They're a big price. The draw 9 to 4, and Spain 9 to 10. Spain for me. Um, obviously, close, obviously, rivals here, um, the two countries. But um, I think Spain will get the edge. And this tie really is going to decide the group who wins it and who comes second.
1: Yeah, I was looking at Portugal's kind of last friendly, uh, their last kind of, you know, the the squad they have. It's looking like they're going to play Pepe, uh, now a Besiktas, thirty five years old, Mm. next to Bruno Alves, now at Rangers in the SPL, thirty six years old, a combined age of seventy one. Wow! Spain's fluidity and movement and quickness of passing. That they're going to cut through them like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, I think I think you'll get a very comfortable Spain win. Yeah, very comfortable.
0: Me too. I think really impressively for Spain, looking back at their recent friendly results, the one that stands out is the six-one against Argentina. Um, granted, a Messi-less Argentina, yes, but six-one against a fellow, you know, world-class team in Argentina—that is really impressive.
1: Really impressive, and I think what we're reading out, I think. Uh, at the top of the show we said Spain were third favourites Argentina fifth favourites so yeah huge huge credit must go to Spain
0: yeah and of of course Portugal haven't been that impressive recently they got panned by the Netherlands 3-0 not so long ago uh, drew against Tunisia drew against Belgium 0-0 so I think if Ronaldo is not on form I think they're really going to struggle
1: yeah they've got some nice players haven't they they've got gelson Mines, they've got uh, Bernardo Silva. They have got players that are capable of causing problems, Mm. but at the back, it is is really, really bad. Terrible.
0: Um, Looking at other games in this group, I think I've really got too much to pick from. This group's kind of similar to the england belgium group, isn't it? You've got your two European heavyweights who are by far and away um, better than the other two in the group.
1: Yeah, and uh, the odds reflect that, don't they? Kind yes. of Spain against Morocco, we spoke about Morocco being decent, Spain a 4-11, to 11. It, it, it's that kind of group, so yes. I, for me, it's just those two games, you know, the, the top two against each other, and the bottom two against each other, that's where you're going to get some good odds, Yeah. the others are, uh, the others I'm not interested in, unfortunately.
0: No. Me neither, so we'll go to Group C. France, Denmark, Peru and Australia. So the first game in Group C kicks off on Saturday, 16th of June. What a Saturday this is for World Cup action, by the way. Oh, I I cannot wait. I cannot wait. It's going to be brilliant, running from 11 o'clock all the way to 8 o'clock. So the first game in this group kicks off at 11 o'clock, and that's France against Australia. France, as you'd expect, massive favourites at 1 to 5. The draw five to one and Australia fourteen to one. The odds say don't they should be a very comfortable France victory. Um you probably can look into the handicap here, minus one, maybe even minus two, but France to win this one at a canter.
1: Yeah, I think um I think we again we spoke our fair, didn't we? We this Australia team, they they're they're probably one of the worst Australia teams to come to our World Cup previously they've had you know tim cahill in his prime uh, mark Viduca, they've had harry keel mark short like all these guys have been and gone and now it's a a team severely lacking in talent yeah and i think that i think they're going to be one of the worst performing teams at the world cup
0: yeah i agree for france if you look at their previous results over the last few months Got plenty of goals, three against Italy, two against Ireland, three against Russia, two against Colombia. They often score at least two. However, they do concede a lot. Um, We mentioned earlier in the show how their defence is a little bit suspect and could be their um, undoing in this tournament. We're looking at conceding one against Belarus, a couple against Germany, three against Colombia, one against Russia, one recently against Italy, and another one against the USA. So they tend to outscore opponents rather than keep it tight and get a one or 2-0. Yeah, uh,
1: Didier Deschamps has got a tendency of playing a 4-3-3. Three, three. He plays Kante, and then he kind of plays Lamar and Pogba. So it, it's a huge, mm. huge job for Kante. Yeah, Lamar, Thomas Lamar and Pogba, like, against the bigger teams he may drop Lamar for like a Tolisso or something like that. But at the moment, he, he's just, he's fully loading that weapon and he? he's he's oh, yeah. firing on all cylinders.
0: Oh yeah. If you look at their midfielders, actual actual, you know, proper midfielders. You've got Pogba, Matuidi, Tolisso, Kante and Zonzi. And then forwards, Mbappe, Giroud, Griezmann, Dembélé, Torvin, Lamar and Fakir. They've got seven <laughs> forward players there and just like four or five actual central midfielders.
1: Yeah. And, and he will only ever play, you know, Kante or Enzonzi. Yeah. Or, like he doesn't, you know, yeah. yeah, he doesn't tend to, uh, doesn't tend to miss, miss a match, does he?
0: No. And then at the back, Sidibi couldn't retain really much about him. from Monaco?
1: Yeah, he is. He's, he's a little, little suspect. Um, yeah, I watched actually the uh, I caught the highlights of the France USA game and mm. USA actually there was two players in their team with over 10 caps wow. it was an incredibly really young yeah. incredibly young team yeah they the US are trying to completely revamp their national team after failing to make the World Cup for the first time since 94 and SaB got the absolute runaround. And I, I remember watching it thinking, who is this guy? <laughs> and yeah, it's funny you should mention it. He saw the name on the back of his shirt and it was actually yeah. sadibi So yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, I think he could struggle.
0: Yeah, it doesn't bode well. Then Beyond that, you've got Pavard, Rami, Pembe, Lucas Hernandez. That couldn't tell you much about any of those players, to be honest. Um, pretty Mendy. Pretty young, aren't they? Yeah. Mendy, obviously, just coming back from his... Long layoff with injury, so he's not really going to be fully firing on all cylinders because he's had such a lack of game time.
1: Very top-heavy. Hugo Lloris, fantastic goalkeeper, but does love a mistake as well.
0: Mm. Moving on to the second game in this group. That's at 5 o'clock on Saturday. It's Peru against Denmark. Peru are 85-40. to 40. The draw also 85-40. to 40, And Denmark are 11-8. to 8. This one I feel like you can probably toss a coin on. Uh yeah, that sounded
1: an unconvincing. I would go for Denmark. Yeah, I would go for Denmark purely because I think Christian Eriksen will be head and shoulders the best player on that pitch, Hmm. and I think he'll he'll be the difference maker in that game. For me, Uh, scored one and assisted one in Denmark's last warm up game, and yeah, for me, I think Denmark will come out on top. But I take what you say on board um, about the game being very tight. The one thing I would say is Denmark have actually kept five clean sheets in their last six games, mm. which is Good. a great effort. So if you, can, if you can do that and then you have someone like Eriksen making a difference at the, uh, at the other end, that's a winning formula.
0: Yeah, what worries me though about Denmark is that they are so reliant on Eriksen. If he's not going to score, I really do wonder where the goals are going to come from. Um, Peru, on the other hand, they've not actually been beaten for 16 games. So they're on beaten run stretches right back to March 2017. Um, in that, they've beaten Uruguay, they've drew with Argentina, they've drew with Colombia, they've beat Croatia, um, drew recently with Sweden, beat Iceland. So they've they've beat good. South American teams have come over to Europe to test themselves against European teams, and they've they've done a decent job against similar teams of Denmark's level. I think, So your Swedens, your Croatians. Um, I think they could be a, a surprise package of this World Cup.
1: Yeah, I I do agree. Um, they got did then they out of his drug ban as well, um, <laughs> which you know is hilarious. It's like kind of a. Kind of a quirky, funny story, but it's a big boost for them. Yeah. you know, seriously as well, it is a really big boost for them.
0: Absolutely. Um, are there any other games that you like the look of in Group C? For me, the, the main one is is uh, in the odds is is Peru Australia on twenty sixth of June, twenty three to twenty. I think that's a nice price. Other than that, yeah. there's not really a lot going for me in Group C. Yeah,
1: that's exactly what I've got wrote down, buddy
0: um okay group d then so that's argentina croatia iceland nigeria this promises i think to be a pretty competitive group um also both the games are on saturday so argentina iceland the first one at two o'clock argentina two to seven the draw four to one and iceland a big big price at 11 to one as much as i'd love to see iceland do an England on them and uh, beat Argentina. I do think RGs will uh, win this one, two to seven.
1: Yeah, I think um, Iceland will sit deep, won't they? And you know, they'll be direct. They'll be yeah. robust. Uh, but I think Argentina have got too many locksmiths for for, <laughs> uh, for Iceland's Iceland's door. I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, another team though, it's very top heavy. Lots of attacking oh, talent in, in Argentina's side.
1: I think <laughs> I think is going to play centre half. Yeah, and he's what thirty six, thirty five. Yeah, yeah. And uh, playing in China, and um, Otamendi, you have to feel sorry for him. He's probably the only defender who you can put in like a you kind of feel comfortable about. And, yeah, uh, I think a lot of that is at Man City is down to. The players he has around him as well,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, other than that, midfield defense, no one that stands out for me. But then going forward, obviously, Di Maria, Messi, Dabala, Higuain, Aguero, it's frightening their forward line, yeah. Uh, two to seven, though, not interested in them at that price. So the other game, Croatia, Nigeria, Croatia are four to six, draw five to two, and Nigeria nine to two. I would expect Croatia to win this one, but they do worry me a little bit on their recent form.
1: Yeah, their recent form's been a little bit off, as has Nigeria's. Uh, Nigeria, on the flip side as well, um, not really performed to capacity. Uh, mm. What I like the look of is both teams to score, which is 11-10. to 10. Uh, Croatia, two clean sheets in the last eight games, uh, Nigeria are way better going forward than they are at the back mm. uh, from what I saw in the, uh, in the England game I think Nigeria probably got the worst goalkeeper at the tournament and um, yeah at that price I think that's something you can comfortably rely on
0: yeah um, both teams have scored seems to be quite a good price for a lot of these games does not it? The bookies aren't expecting many goals in this opening round of fixtures by the looks of things
1: yeah, I, I I disagree with that. I think yeah. I think there will be a lot of goals to yeah. be honest. Yeah,
0: me too. Um any more for that group which stand out for you in terms of the odds because there's not really a lot for me.
1: Uh I do like the look of Thursday the 21st of June. You got Argentina against Croatia. Uh Argentina 10 to 11. Um we mentioned about um Croatia's, you know, two clean sheets in our last eight games. The last one of the last teams you want to play against if you're gonna try to keep a clean sheet is Argentina. Yeah. And 10, 10 to eleven, I think uh Croatia could be in uh could be in a bit of trouble there.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um the other games for me, kind of a bit of a toss of a coin Iceland, Nigeria. Croatia, Iceland, I could see all of those going kind of either either way.
1: Yeah, Iceland are going to be going to be a strange one, aren't they? And
0: yeah.
1: uh, I think we'll know we'll know more about Iceland after uh, after their first game against Argentina. If they, you know, if they get their fans well, the fans are going to be behind them anyway. But if they manage to get a draw against Argentina or something like that, yeah, then that's that's going to carry that's them huge. the whole way.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And if they get panned, then it might be a bit of realization.
0: Yeah, welcome to the World Cup. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. Yep. Um, group E. Then shall we go to Brazil, Switzerland, Serbia, and Costa Rica? So the games for this one start on Sunday, the seventeenth of June. We start with Costa Rica against Serbia. Costa Rica seven to two, the draw nine to four, and Serbia twenty to twenty three. Serbia for me, 20-23. They've got a good, vibrant young squad, spearheaded by Mitrovic, who's coming off a cracking second half of the season at Fulham. Uh, bagged Bagda trick in their mo- most recent friendly as well, so he's uh, in a good patch of form. I think they're going to have too much for Costa Rica. That's uh, a decent price.
1: I think for Costa Rica, um, when your best player is Kilo Navas, you've got a huge problem. Yeah, um, huge problem and yeah Serbia you know Matic Milenkovic, Savic Lajic Kolarov like they have got mm. good players and they've got some experienced players as well yeah. uh, Zivkovic as well as
0: a very bright
1: young winger yeah exactly yeah Milivojevic has been great for Palace yeah um, 19-20 I agree um, I think they should beat Costa Rica and uh, I think Serbia will be very competitive at least in the group stage.
0: Yeah, for me, this is a toss-up between Serbia and Switzerland for that second place spot. Obviously, we all think Brazil are going to win it. Um, yeah. So, Serbia and Switzerland are really... That game between those two will probably um, determine the outcome of second place in this group. Yeah,
1: completely agree.
0: Uh, Brazil-Switzerland, though, is the other game on the Sunday for this group. Brazil 2-5, to five, short as you'd expect. The draw, 7-2, to two, and Switzerland, 7-1. to one. No shocks for me. Uh, Brazil to win this. Yeah. I think you can probably get minus one here. That's about evens. So I think it's comfortable 2-0, maybe even three for Brazil.
1: Yeah. Um, Switzerland, they're, they're just a tough nut, aren't they? Yeah. Um, but also, you look at the tough nut, but then you realise it has Johan Giroud, for example. <laughs> At centre half, uh, Steiner, who's recently moved to Arsenal, yeah. he's obviously the tail end of his career. Good goalkeeper, Jan Sommer, very good goalkeeper, but you know Switzerland are going to be pinning all their hopes on Shirdan and and yeah, yeah, it's that that's a that's a tall order. Yeah. Nice little player, but he's not gonna he's not gonna be a saviour, I don't think
0: no a no. Uh, few other names in the Switzerland squad which probably stand out you've got Xhaka in there in centre mid um, if he
1: stays on the pitch
0: yeah if he stays on the pitch and Bolo, decent young player up front um, Ricardo Rodriguez left back for AC Milan never misses a penalty so you know there's a goal guaranteed there if they get a pen um, but yeah not too much excitement about this Switzerland squad I don't think I don't think they're going to get panned at any stage but I don't think they carry too much attacking threat.
1: No, totally agree.
0: Other games within this group I like the look of on the 27th of June you have got Switzerland saying all that against Costa Rica. Uh, they're 20 to 23 for the victory there. Um, I think they will have enough to beat Costa Rica.
1: Yeah, I think Costa Rica are going to going to struggle. I mean, we were talking off there. You know, I said, yeah, you know, Costa Rica they were they were pretty handy last World Cup. And you reminded me it was four years ago. And uh, <laughs> someone like Joel Campbell, who was their standout player. Well,
0: Brian Ruiz, on- yeah.
1: Yeah. Brian Ruiz is probably, what, 48 now. <laughs> and um, Joel Campbell is still an Arsenal player. He's just completed yeah. a season long loan where he played eight games for Real Batiste. So, yeah, they haven't progressed
0: no, at all. No, um, A game that, as we, we're speaking about, Serbia-Switzerland, Serbia are 2-1 to, to win that game, which I think is a really good price. Um, whether they will win it, I can't be 100% sure. Um, I think it's going to be a very closely contested game. But if you do fancy Serbia, 2-1 to one is, is a nice price.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: Um, moving on then to group F Germany Mexico Sweden South Korea uh, these games also kick off on the Sunday so you've got Germany against Mexico Germany 9 to 20 the draw 16 to 5 and Mexico six to one Germany win for me 9 to 20 that's that's not a bad price really
1: it's not the end of the world is it no 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 I think I think you'll get a comfortable win and yeah you'll get a you know comfortable smidge of profit I yeah. think yeah I can see that happening and I don't have any complaints about it
0: No me <laughs> me neither um, mm-hmm. look, the other game is on the monday that's Sweden against South Korea Sweden are evens. the draw is 11 to 5 and South Korea 3 to 1 for me Sweden every day South yeah. Korea um,
1: terrible Yeah I think I think Sweden, for me, yeah, they'll win. Um, I don't see many goals in this game. Sweden are, as you can imagine, they're pretty much organised, hard to beat, got good height in the team, good set-piece prowess. That's pretty much it, to be honest. Korea, uh, Song Hyun Min, or nothing. Yeah. So I think I actually looked into under 2.5, you won't be surprised to hear it's eight to fifteen. Wow! But I think it, I think it will happen. Yeah.
0: Right. Anything else which stands out for you in Group F? I've got Germany to beat Sweden four to nine. Again, not a bad price really for Germany.
1: Yeah, not bad. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think with this group, you've got obviously one outstanding team in Germany. Yeah. Then I think you've got. Mexico and Sweden on that next level I think they're very close yeah and then I think although we we think South Korea pretty poor uh, when you look at the kind of four seeds in each group, I think as well as Japan, I think South Korea probably one of the stronger ones mm. um, in my opinion so you know with all due respect they're not a Panama, a Costa Rica, uh, an Australia, yeah, a Saudi, know, Saudi Arabia. Arabia. Yeah. I yeah. think you know they will put up. They, they will be you know competitive at least. Yeah. So I yeah. think this group can is a little bit murky for yeah. me.
0: No, I think yeah, the uh, the second place spot is definitely up for grabs. Um, group G, the one we've all been waiting for: England, Belgium, Tunisia, Panama. Very, very top-heavy group with uh, England and Belgium here. Thoroughly expected to qualify. Um, the odds for most of the games reflect that with uh, just Tunisia and Panama. More than likely just here to make up the numbers. Um, first games on the Monday, Belgium against Panama. 1-7 to for Belgium. The draw 6-1 to and a massive 20-1 to for Panama. Surely nothing other than a comfortable Belgium victory here.
1: Yeah, can't imagine... I think, I think Panama are going to be very tough to beat. Um, the country, in general, has you know, a kind of dog-eat-dog, every-man-for-himself kind of fight-till-the-end mm. kind of attitude. Um, they tragically lost one of their teammates. Uh, he was murdered during qualifying. It's That's their goodness. first ever World Cup. I think all of that together and all that emotion, I think there will be kind of everyone's... Everyone's second favourite team mm. in the uh, in the World Cup. Uh, and I think there, there won't be a, a pushover at any stretch of the imagination. No. But I don't think they're going to progress also.
0: No. If they progress, I think that'll be one of the biggest... They'll probably get a movie made after it.
1: Yeah, they will. <laughs> you, you know what I mean, don't you? I don't yeah, yeah. think England and Belgium... You're not going to see six, seven, eight no. at all.
0: No, I know what you mean. Um, one to seven, gonna go nowhere near it. Um, like the second game in this group is also on Monday. It's at seven o'clock. It's Tunisia against England. Tunisia seventeen to two, the draw seventeen to five, and England four to eleven. So just under one to three. England again should win. Let's talk England. Do you rate our chances? We've spoken a bit about it. We reckon probably quarter final at best, but I think. That's fine for this tournament. All I want is England to go out, put in a good performance, you know, just show that they've got a bit of quality after the last couple of fiascos that have been international tournaments.
1: Yeah. um, The international tournaments in recent years have been very embarrassing. Yeah. Very embarrassing. Euro 2016 was the Iceland thing. Um, World Cup 2014 was just a complete whitewash um, yeah it's it stems all the way back to probably 2002 for me mm. maybe maybe 2006 or 2004 somewhere around there uh, but that's a long time ago that's 12 years ago yeah. in the best case scenario and for me I think that we have progressed under Southgate oh, Absolutely. He's got limited tools. He's got limited tools, for sure. When you think about England squads before, you know, Terry, Campbell, Rio Ferdinand. Now you're looking at John Stones, Harry Maguire, Gary Cahill. Yeah. You know, now Kyle Walker's all of a sudden a centre-off. I, it, it's hard. It's yeah. hard. You can only perform with what you've got. I think he will do as proud, I think the players will do as proud. I think we'll go out quarterfinals with a feeling of we're in the right direction.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think for the future, this is this is just going to be a good experience for the younger guys in the squad. There's not many within the team that have got the baggage of the previous World Cups and all the kind of negativity that's come with that. Um, so it's kind of like a a youthful vibrant england team i like that i like that gareth southgate gives chances to younger players if they do well he knows a lot of the under 21s from his time coaching that team um and i think this team will be in a much better position to challenge at the next world cup um but for now quarterfinals is good i think we'll get through the group without issue and uh yeah i'm optimistic rather than expectant
1: yeah exactly and um You're right, we have got some we've got some good players, we've got some players that, you know, perhaps lacking a little bit, you know, of the world class kind of bracket. Yeah. Um but you know, I'm honestly honestly gonna go into this World Cup. I'm honestly gonna into this World Cup, just kind of expecting us to not win it. And just perform well and just do yeah. the country proud and yeah. progress forward and play some good stuff, score some goals yeah. and be competitive.
0: Yeah, and I, I like there's not the pressure on Southgate and the team to you know, make the quarterfinals or you're sacked. I like that the FA are giving him time to implement his plan and the system in the way he wants to do it and this is going to be treated as just uh, building blocks and uh, an opportunity for the players to learn. Um, and get yeah. that tournament experience.
1: On the flip side, on the flip side, we're England, and we shouldn't be going into things, you know, happy to get out of the group or happy to get out at around sixteen. We're England, and that it's healthy to be disappointed when we go out.
0: Yeah,
1: it's Absolutely. healthy to be like, um, I'm angry. Like we should have gone further. You know, we've got Harry Kane up for it. Like it's it's healthy to be disappointed and want more because at the end of the day, we're one, one of the biggest nation's football yeah. interns in the world. So I think there has to be a balance of realism but also not settling for second best.
0: Yeah, uh, I understand what you're saying. I think the next tournament, not the World Cup, but the Euros um, that's going to be played all across Europe, that is going to be such a good opportunity to actually win something um, with the semi-finals and the final both being at Wembley. So if we can get that far, which is definitely within reach, um, then it's going to almost be like a, a home Euros for the last round, few rounds of the competition. So that's a big opportunity for this squad.
1: Yeah, massive carrot. That is yeah. huge.
0: Um, the only other thing that I'd like to say on this particular group, if you do fancy England to beat Belgium when they play each other on the 28th of June, two to one so it's it's a pretty decent price
1: I said to you previously Belgium do not scare me they do not scare me they've got golden generation syndrome (laughs) where this is the best Belgian team I've ever known I'm 28 years old I'm I'm, you know not I don't have years and years and years of tournaments under me but in my my lifetime this is the best Belgian team and I got excited for them from a gambling point of view, Euros, um, sorry, World Cup 2014. Then I got really excited when they were in the Euros in 2016. Both times they let me down. And to top it all off, they've got one of the most overrated managers in charge, <laughs> imaginable, and he's left out Nine Gonglin out of his squad. And that so,
0: that caused uproar as well, absolute uproar. As Ab- it
1: should, as it should. The guys, a, the guy is a class yeah. act, and I cannot believe he's been left out. Um, I read some articles just basically said that as much as it would never be admitted, it's more of a personal thing,
0: mm. yeah, yeah, um,
1: between the two. So, I mean, I hope Martin is Martinez is happy with his decision because. If they go out without a whimper, that's going to come back to bite him. Oh,
0: absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, I completely agree. Final group then, Group H, Colombia, Poland, Senegal, Japan. First games for this one are on the 19th of June. Colombia against Japan's at one o'clock. Colombia 13 to 20, the draw 13 to 5, and Japan 9 to 2. Uh, Colombia, for me, not the price is okay. Japan aren't great at all. We've spoken, haven't we, off fair, that we think Japan are probably one of the worst teams in this World Cup. Their recent form is absolutely terrible. Colombia comfortable win, couple of goals to nil.
1: Yeah, comfortable win. Um, I think we both we both spoke about that, didn't we? And we said that you know that game is is going to be very comfortable for Colombia, and it, it's not the worst price you've ever seen
0: either No, uh, you could easily get over evens on that with a minus one, the handicap, which I can definitely see happening.
1: Yeah, for sure. And um, I think, I think Japan. You know, four years ago they had Honda, didn't they? He was like mm. they're their attacking midfield. I remember I, I won a couple of times on him, uh, next goal scorer and, and like.
0: Yeah, but they do he's, still have he's Honda. Now, sorry, they do, They still do have Honda.
1: I know but I'm just saying now he's uh, you know now he's he's not the player he was he's not the driving force oh, he's now 31 um, he's playing in Mexico it's yeah I think their their one shining light has dimmed a bit
0: yeah well they got Kagawa in there who was in guess, a much better position a few years ago than he is now
1: yeah exactly so you know Shinji Kagawa four years ago. Decent little player. you know. Now he's still only 29 and he is playing for Dortmund but he's not what he was, is he?
0: Absolutely not. And looking up front, the main striker is probably going to be Okazaki and he is by no means he's not prolific whatsoever. He'll run all day but he's not going to get many goals.
1: Yeah, exactly. 32 again um, you know. and you're, you're spot on. An important player but not really going to do it, is he? I think, you know, you're looking at the Japan team, everyone's best day is kind of Mm. behind them. Yeah. Uh, And honestly, I was having a look at their team for whatever reason. And I think maybe, apart from Kagawa, I think maybe their next best player may be Maya Yoshida for Southampton. Yeah, agreed. (laughs) Which says it, which pretty much says it all. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um the final game then is Poland Senegal. Poland thirteen to ten, the draw eighty-five to forty, and Senegal eleven to five. Um I do think this will be quite a close game, but I'm gonna say Poland to win this one. Thirteen to ten, not a bad price.
1: I'm not a hundred percent sure what route to go down. I think it's gonna be pretty much Mane against Lewandowski. Mm. Um I think you know those two are obviously going to carry a huge weight um, of a nation. Yeah, uh, I, I think I would go for um, Poland if you if you push me. But you know Senegal have got some good players at, at their disposal. They're not going to be a pushover.
0: No, I agree. Um, um,
1: going on to Senegal, Sunday twenty fourth of June, they're against uh, Japan, and they're priced at twenty three to twenty. I think that will be a victory for, for Senegal. And I think that will be pretty comfortable.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, Poland against Japan on the 28th of June. You've got Poland at 5-6. to six. I think that will definitely be a comfortable win for Poland. God, yeah. Not tipping Japan to have a good tournament here at all, are we?
1: <laughs> no. Well, you know, it's... Like we said, there are some... There are some... Uh, teams in that have either got tough groups and you know they're going to get panned or whatever and unfortunately for Japan I am not overly confident in them uh, doing too much which means I'm going to bet against them for almost every game.
0: Yeah pretty much and then the final thing that I've got written down is Colombia to beat Senegal at evens that's also on the 28th of June. Um, Won't be easy but I think Colombia are going to have enough to beat the Senegals
1: yes um, the one thing that I picked up Colombia Senegal uh, both teams to score and a Columbia win is four to one yeah, so that's, that's good I I quite like the idea of that for yeah. sure
0: yeah I'm on board with that absolutely
1: um, I think we're predicting plenty of goals aren't we yeah, my, we are I think both teams to score is gonna be a, a nice safe bet if you're not hundred percent sure on the um, You know, on the actual result itself, I think there's going to be some wide open defences and some very dangerous attacks.
0: Yeah, I agree. And the the beauty is that both teams to score, as we said, is often a good price, particularly for the first round of games.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: So that's it for the group games and the group game podcast. But the fun does not stop there. After we progress past the group stage, we're going to become very active on Twitter with all our tips and all our bets um, for the later stage of the competition, so everything from the round of 16 onwards. So we'll be tweeting out um, all of our tips from then on. Um, If there's a gap, I'm not quite sure how the tournament schedule is looking off the top of my head, but we could possibly fit in a little podcast, a shorter version of the podcast um, towards the last stages of the show
1: yeah yeah got potential so yeah if not then we'll be very active on yeah. twitter and uh, keep an eye out for twitter as well because you know we, we may share some some little bets as well kind of like first scorer bets or yeah. you know anything that we that we fancy that we think is going to come up and uh, we haven't discussed on this show yeah, um, exactly. We may as well share it with you guys and share in the money.
0: Yep, absolutely. So, if you do want to follow us on uh, social media, then tell them how, Tom.
1: Yeah. So, as we mentioned, our number one platform is Twitter. So you can get at our handle t underscore fb podcast. Uh, we're on Facebook as well. www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast, and you can also email us. So, football betting podcast at gmail.com.
0: Absolutely. Please do get in touch and follow us. So, as we did with um, the Premier League, we're also going to be doing a fantasy football for the World Cup. If you're interested in partaking in that, we're going to set up a league. Um, we'll put the league code in the podcast description and on social media. We'll also put the link to sign up in the podcast description and on social as well. Um, so, we're going to be doing the official FIFA World Cup Fantasy Football. Uh, we're not going to do a prize for this one. Um, just a bit of fun and bragging rights. I think after my rampaging end to last season, when I actually beat you, Tom, I forgot to mention that. That, that almost slipped my mind. After all the abuse you gave me last year for Fantasy Football, over the last year for Fantasy Football, I actually beat you. So, uh,
1: <laughs> I know. I know you did. Hang your
0: head you... in shame.
1: I know. You were just rampaging. Yeah. You were completely buccaneering yeah. towards towards that and yeah, that was there's nothing I could do to stop and I hold hold my hands up, you beat me fair and square, tails firmly between my legs, until the end of the World Cup when I wrestle it back from you. <laughs> um, and you know, I'm I'm gonna say that I'm gonna finish top of the whole thing.
0: Well, I, th- I was going to say the whole, I'm going to finish top of the whole thing. So, uh... <laughs> Well,
1: one of us is lying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> on previous form, I'd say that would be you. <laughs> well, yeah, but
1: we'll see, mate. We'll see, won't
0: we? <laughs> um, anyway, that does lead us on very nicely to the prize for Premier League fantasy football, um, which went to Niall McNally. So congratulations, Niall. Round of applause for you. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, you. Niall! So Tom's going to get in touch with you on Twitter. I know you've been in touch as well. We'll let you know how you can get your twenty pound free bet. We'll get that all sorted for you. So congratulations!
1: Yeah, thoroughly deserved. Um, let's be honest; he, he was top for most, if not yeah, all, of the uh, season. Yeah. Uh, there's a few people that wrestled it from him. Um, you know, a, a couple of weeks at a time, but in general. Yeah, there's no arguments.
0: No, nope, not at all. Um, so we'll sort that out for you now. Well done.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, as we mentioned, guys, please, 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 uh, make sure that you keep checking in on our Twitter account because it's going to be really exciting when we uh, tweet up all of our little bets. And as the tournament gets older and mm-hmm. things like that, we're going to we're going to be really active. Yeah. Um, there is one thing that you could do for us. That would pay us back for the hour plus entertainment we've given you today.
0: That's rating us on iTunes. Yeah, that only takes two minutes of your time maximum. Um, all you got to do is go on iTunes, find the Football Betting Podcast. We can provide a link straight to it for you as well um, and just rate us on there and that will help us move up the rankings into the newer noteworthy and uh, help us push further forwards with the show.
1: Yep yeah and that's all we ask the podcast is free uh, we, we would love to keep it that way forever uh, yeah. all we ask is a review in return that's all
0: absolutely um, so I think that's all we hope you've enjoyed the show it's great to be back and recording again and uh, we'll see you on social media
1: yeah for sure I really enjoy doing this show um, I'm so pumped for oh, the World yeah. Cup so excited um, yeah we'll be back Doing another show, as Tom says, we might try to do another World Cup show, uh, kind of halfway through or whatever. But if not, then we'll be back for uh, a pre-season special for the domestic league. Absolutely. So
0: thank you for listening, ever, guys, and it's goodbye for now. And enjoy the World Cup.
1: Cheers, guys. Thank you.